Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, everyone. I hope you are all well and in the best state of health and iman. Um, welcome back to another episode of Head uh, of the Podcast. I'm still working on an intro, but I think that's the least of my worries. Right now, I just want to get as much beneficial stuff out as I can. And alhamdulillah, 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 it is Asr now on Wednesday. And inshallah, by the time it's Maghrib, it's going to be Ramadan. Um, I wasn't really going to put out a video about, you know, preparing for Ramadan and um, how we should spend our Ramadan. But I don't know. I just got this sudden urge to. And I need to go in 30 minutes. So I'm going to try and keep this as concise as possible. And I just want to share everything that I just want to get off my chest that I, I won't be able to type this stuff. I won't be able to, to talk like I'm pretending as if I'm speaking to a friend that I love so dearly. And I want you to know about all of this stuff about Ramadan. I've listened to a couple of talks. Um, I listened to a couple, a couple last year. And then I have my reflections from my like first like solid Ramadan from the year before last. If you listen to the previous video, not previous video, previous episode, it was about reflecting on my journey. And I truly, 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 truly believe that it was the blessedness of not last Ramadan but the Ramadan before honestly that that Ramadan changed my life and I put on the hijab slowly after that I started reading Quran for the first time there and then last year Ramadan was the first Ramadan I was actually at a masjid and it was the first Ramadan where I actually like made dua and I was like yeah Allah like oh, I'm, I'm calling to you please and subhanAllah I can confidently say like Oh, I understand what they mean when it says Laylatul Qadr. If you make a dua on that night, it, 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 it impacts your the whole, what, what is it, like destiny and the Qadr for the rest of the year to come. So it's like I've read and I've heard and I've experienced the power of Ramadan outside of Ramadan. And I really, 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 it's a really, really beautiful month. And I'm going to be honest here, like subhanAllah, I don't feel as excited as I should be for the month of Ramadan. Like it, I don't feel guilty, but I feel anxious. And I think it's just because I have, so much on my plate and and this advice that I'm going to speak now is more for myself and then you all and and I, I told myself and I, was, I sat down with myself what a loser I sat down with myself and I'm like hey it's okay if you're not super super excited and keen and and everything for Ramadan like just you focus on your fard and you focus on the bare minimum and you focus on engaging with the Quran and leave the rest up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because you know we can do as much as we can and and the hub for the for the ibadah and the love for the ibadah and all of that it comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so especially with work in uni it's quite crazy right now but I'm going to try my hardest to just just clear out this month like we have 11 months of the year to run around like excuse me to run around and work like dogs and and, and go to uni and do all of this kind of stuff we have 11 months out of the year and as I said I'm telling myself this before this is my pep talk to myself as well so not only am I talking to my friend I'm trying to spread the love and the importance of Ramadan but I'm trying to drill down into myself as well and what I'm telling myself is like Raz you have 11 months of the year to to do whatever you want not not in the bad way but at least make this month the month where you like truly sacrifice because this month is the month where it counts like this Ramadan is is such a transforming month like you'd be stupid to just let it go by and to not make an active effort and active sacrifice to to engage and and to capitalize on this month like 11 months of the year you're 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 not as you're not pushing yourself as much make this month the the month where you push yourself and instill habits that will take you throughout the year because don't just don't just you know look at this month okay as soon as the 30th night 20th night of Ramadan ends خلاص, Eid, done I'm gone sack sack everything that I worked for, worked on in Ramadan no this is the month where you fully transform yourself and you fully capitalize on it and and this is the month where the worst people the worst people in the sight of Allah can become the most beloved like subhanallah this month is just a month of blessing like the gates of hell are closed the gates of Jannah are open and the shaitan is locked up so in the end it's just you versus you 
you versus your nefs. In the previous episode, I talked about like ways to break your nefs. And and this one, like this is the last episode was the theory and the studying. And now this episode is the practical. It's it's this month is the month where we really, really honestly just push ourselves as much as we can. And this month is the month of Quran. And before um, I, I was listening to this lecture today, Abu Taymiyyah, um, yeah, the lecture was called A Deeper Meaning to Fasting. And they began the lecture by reciting the ayahs from Surah Al-Baqarah from ayah um, 183 onwards. And I really like the recitation and I really like that. So I'm going to play that. And inshallah, I'll um, go through not the tafsir, but like the English translation of the ayahs and um, just elaborate on it from what I've heard from previous talks and um, my tadabur of it. That that last ayah, oh my god. Uh, okay, I'm gonna stop. No, I'm going to start from the last ayah. SubhanAllah, that last ayah is where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to the Prophet وسلم, when my servants ask you, O Prophet, about me, I am truly near. I respond to one's prayer when they call upon me. So let them respond with obedience to me and believe in me. Perhaps they will be guided to the right way. Allah, what a... SubhanAllah, with this one, it's like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, like, when my servants ask you, like as in ask you the, to the Prophet وسلم, and he straight away says, I am near. He doesn't say, tell them I am near. Straight away, Allah is telling us I am near. And he says, my my ibadi, my, my servants, 
So this there's no there's no prerequisite on here. It doesn't say the 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 mu'minun, the Muslims, the the ones that are the ones that are striving, the ones that give lots of sadaqah. It's just my servants, and we're all servants of Allah by default. Hatta someone who hasn't who's not even Muslim, that if they just ask about me, straight away Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is near. He's ready. And and it's like subhanAllah, oh, this ayah is beautiful. But let me start from the beginning. This was from at um Surah Al-Baqarah uh, uh, from 183. Just the translation quickly. Oh believers, fasting is prescribed for you as it was for those before you. So perhaps you will be mindful of Allah. So fasting. Here, the, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, fasting is for prescribed upon us just so that we might become mindful of Allah, um, attain taqwa. And taqwa is being God conscious. And so, guys, fasting, fasting's purpose is to attain taqwa. The month of Ramadan is, is completely different. Fasting is in the month of Ramadan, but the month of Ramadan is a month. Oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I'm going to jump to it. But just talking about this becoming taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, having taqwa and being conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when you're fasting, you're refraining from your basic human needs. You are practicing God consciousness because when you want to go and drink, when you want to go and eat, when you want to be intimate with your partner, you are refraining from that because you are remembering Allah. Your hunger is reminding you of that. You're, you, you know you're literally stopping yourself from your basic human needs from sunrise to sunset. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told you and because it's prescribed upon you. So that action of you staying away from food, staying away from water, staying away from your partner is you practicing taqwa, you practicing God consciousness. So the whole point of fasting is to instill that taqwa. So we are not eating, we are not fasting because we are remembering why we're doing this and we're, we, we are remembering that we are fasting. And so the fasting is for us to, I'm, I'm repeating myself, but I'm trying to drill it in. So fasting is for us to attain taqwa. So when we're doing that, when we're fasting and we're attaining, we're attaining taqwa, it's not just staying away from what we're eating and what we're drinking. You need to have that taqwa. This is this month is like that training, training ground to, to, to gain taqwa for the rest of the year. And so it's not just taqwa, it's not, not just refraining from eating food and drinking water. It's 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 having God consciousness in everything. Before you swear, before you speak, before you say something bad, you're remembering that you're fasting. So you remember Allah and you remember and you do not do that thing. Before you go somewhere, you're remembering that, oh wait, like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching. I can't do this. Before before you wear something, you're gonna be like you're you're you need to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and have, have taqwa. But remember they're like, oh, I can't pray in this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not be happy with me wearing this. You know what I mean? So it's like this month, the fasting, the fasting, this is outside of Ramadan as well, because fasting outside of Ramadan, its purpose is still taqwa and uh, to, to gain to gain to gain taqwa. So it's it's not just the fasting in Ramadan that makes you gain taqwa. It's fasting, its purpose is for you to attain taqwa. That's one of the purposes. And so when it's attaining taqwa, you need to be God conscious of every single aspect of your life. So whenever you're fasting, remember this key thing that you are you are literally, guys, 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 you are literally refraining from your basic human needs of food and water. If you can stop that and if you can not have that for the sake of Allah, that means you can do so much more. You can stay away from so much more sins for the sake of Allah. You are giving, you are literally giving up food and water. You can't give up music. You can't give up pornography. You can't give up um, seeing someone. You can't give up um, other things that you do online or in person or places you go or things that you wear. You are literally giving up food and water for the sake of Allah. So transfer that eagerness and transfer that taqwa into other aspects of, of, of your day, of your life. Does that make sense? Like, recognize how beautiful this act of ibadah is and be proud of yourself that you are fasting and know that you do have that strength you do have that 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 ability to be god conscious of allah and to be conscious that he is watching and that you are not going to eat you are not going to drink because you know that will break your fast and you know that that's that's not allowed so for you guys are literally refraining from your basic human rights of food and water
your basic human needs of food and water. If you can do that, know that you can do so much more. This, this, you, you have this taqwa in this aspect. Now just push it onto the other aspects of your life. And then um, uh, 184, um, fast a prescribed number of days, but whoever of you is ill or on a journey, then let them fast an equal number of days after Ramadan. For those who can only fast with extreme difficulty, compensation can be made by feeding a needy person for every day, not fasted. But whoever volunteers to give more, it is better for them. And to fast is better for you if you only knew. And subhanAllah, it's just one of these things. It's like, if you can't fast, like if you have ill or you're on a journey, like Allahu Akbar, look at the mercy. And when, when, I, when, I, when I read this ayah and, and the ways that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us to compensate for a missed fast or these kinds of things, it reminds me of how merciful he is. Guys, subhanAllah, it's, yes, yes, actually, that's what I want to talk about. It reminds me of how merciful it is, but it also reminds me of how there's a compensation for fasting. There's a compensation for hajj. There's a compensation for, um other you know, like, there's 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 way to go ways to go about other acts of ibadah, but when it comes to the salah, if you can't pray standing, you pray sitting. If you can't pray sitting, you pray lying down. If you can't if you can't move your body, you just utter it with your words. Like with the salah, there is no compensation. The Prophet wasallam said that the 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 distinction between us and the non-believers is the salah, and the salah is the first thing we're going to be asked on the day of judgment. Yet it's the last thing on our minds. So. Yes, this ayah is it's giving it's telling us what to do if you can't fast and, and showing the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But also remember that there, there isn't this for the salah. Like the salah is something that you have to do regardless every single day. And so it's uh, I just I just thought of that as well. And then Ramadan is the month in which the Quran was revealed as a guide for humanity with clear proofs of guidance and the standard to distinguish between right and wrong. So whoever is present in this month, let them fast. But whoever is ill on a journey, then let them fast an equal number of days after Ramadan. Allah intends ease for you, not hardship, so that you may complete the prescribed period and proclaim the greatness of Allah for guiding you. And perhaps you will be grateful. Allahu Akbar. So here it says, Ramadan is the month in which the Quran was revealed. What's the Quran? The Quran is a guide for humanity with clear proofs of guidance and the standard to distinguish between right and wrong. So Ramadan is described as the month of Quran. And when I was listening to this lecture about last year, uh, last year about Ramadan and about the Quran, and it's like, subhanAllah, every single prophet came down with a miracle. And that miracle was for the eyes. But the Quran is a miracle for the ears and for the ears and for the heart. For example, during the time of and, and, and during the time of Isa alayhi salam, the, the prominent thing was like medicine. And so the miracles of Isa alayhi salam, it was healing, it was bringing this person back from the dead. It, it was these miracles that by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah had allowed him to do to show the to show the people and to, and to encourage the people to come to the guidance. And and whether you were a believer or, or a disbeliever, you got to see those miracles. So for example, when Isa alayhi salam cured the blind, the, the believer and the disbeliever saw that miracle. So it was a miracle for the eyes that all these people saw. And for example, Musa alayhi salam, the Sheikh talked about this example. Musa alayhi salam, when he split the sea, everyone saw every and, and magic and magic was something prominent back then. And the people who knew about it, for example, when when Musa alayhi salam he he put his stick on the floor when Fir'aun gathered all those magicians to to not, not war but like you know go against and have like a show off or something. When Musa alayhi salam his stick turned into a serpent and ate up all the sticks of the magicians. All the magicians fell into sajda straight away. They believed in Allah straight away because they knew what true magic was and what fake magic was. And when they saw that, they were like, no way this is from any, this is any sort of sorcery. Like this is what Musa alayhi salam is claiming to be true. So straight away, and, and the people, the experts of the time who knew of it, they believed first because they knew the true, like mir miraculous nature of the miracle of Musa alayhi salam. And when, so everyone got to see that. Hatta Fir'aun even saw this miracle. Fir'aun saw this miracle. The people, the disbelievers that still didn't believe in Musa alayhi salam, 
everyone saw this miracle. And even when Musa alayhi salam, he struck the sea, every single person saw that miracle. Even the people that disbelieved and the people that didn't believe, the Muslims and the non-Muslims, they all saw the miracle. So the miracle was, was a miracle for the eyes. And yet there were still people that didn't believe, even though they got to see the miracle. I used to think to myself, like, yeah, like, you know, how come all these other prophets, they got these miracles and I don't get to see these miracles. Like, I want something to 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 boost my iman, to make me believe. You know what I mean? Like, I had those questions as a kid. And by, as a kid, I mean, like, 20 years old. But still, and I had these questions. And then, subhanAllah, when I was listening to this lecture, the, the sheikh was saying, he was like, the Quran is our miracle. And the Quran is our miracle, but it's not a miracle for the eyes anymore. It's a miracle for the ears and for the heart. Because, for example, two people can read the same page, the same ayah of the Quran, but it touches one's heart and it, it guides one, it, to the extent it guides one person and it can misguide someone else. I remember this girl saying that um, Surah Al-Rahman is the one that made me turn away from Islam. Allahu Akbar! Surah Al-Rahman, because it talks about Jahannam. The same surah can, can boost someone's iman. So it's it's from now like we have the miracle before the miracle was free for everyone disbeliever believer believer that doesn't pray believer believer that that doesn't practice as much it was free for everyone every single person got to witness the miracle but now the miracle isn't free anymore the miracle our miracle one of the miracles of our ummah is the Quran and it is the greatest miracle of all time because it, it's a timeless one and and if you once you tap into it once you once you read the Quran with and you have to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for him to open your heart to the Quran. Because as I said, the same Quran, the same surah, the same ayah can be read by two people. It can misguide one, it can uh, guide the other one. The same ayah, the same surah can be read by, by two people. And for one of them, it makes them cry. It makes them so emotional. It increases their iman. And the other one just reads the words and khalas, that's it. This is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This miracle, he has to give you access to it. And you have to try. It's not for free anymore. We have to put an effort into gaining access to this miracle. And this miracle is the Quran. If you, this month, this Ramadan, just make a sincere dua. Ya Allah, make me of the people of this Quran this month. Open my heart up to the Quran this month. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will, oh my days. Like, I can't, I can't explain what it, like, you just do that. Trust me, just do that and focus on the Quran. Go through the ayahs of the Quran and don't just read for the sake of it. Don't just listen for the sake of it. Because wallahi, if you sit down and if you just ponder upon one ayah for one hour, it is so much more beneficial and, and impactful than just reading a whole juz in one hour and that's it. And not, not gaining gaining anything from it. That's tadabwa. That's you sitting down and reflecting upon the ayahs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the Ramadan is the month in which the Quran was revealed. And once again, it talks about um, other ways of when you can't fast. And then in it, Allah intends ease for you, not hardship. SubhanAllah, it's like you're telling me to fast. You're telling me to stay away from food and and and, and water. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that Allah intends ease for you. Because in this month, if you treat this month well, like this is just my reflection. This isn't a tafsir or anything. It's what I'm getting from it. And like if you treat this month well, and if you seriously sacrifice for this month, then imagine how much easier the rest of the months would be. If you gain that, if you if you learn that self-control in this month, how much easier and how much more beautiful is the rest of the months of the year going to be? If you become a companion of the Quran in this month, and if you struggle and you strive and you sacrifice for it, how much easier is it going to be to be a, a companion of the Quran in the rest of you? If you if you are struggling to read Quran every day outside of Ramadan up until now, and from now on you start reading the Quran, and and after the month of Ramadan you you have this habit that you've taken from the month of Ramadan and it's with you every single day of the year how much easier is it going to be to do your ibadah to stay away from sin you know what i mean so allah intends ease for us not hardship in every single thing that we do every single thing is for for our benefit and so when we come when we complete the prescribed period and proclaim the greatness of allah for guiding you perhaps you will be grateful guys aid 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 is where we are supposed to proclaim the greatness of allah what's the takbir 
What's the takbir that we say on Eid? We praise Allah and, and we glorify Him and we proclaim the, proclaim the greatness of Allah. So Eid is supposed to be our celebration for being guided. But what do we do on Eid? Ya Allah, we do everything but that. We literally take everything that we've done in the month and we chuck it in the bin. We were reading uh, Quran for five hours a day on the day of Eid. We don't even open the Mus'haf. We were, we were staying away from dressing a certain way, but the single, the, the second aid comes, like we're dressing up in makeup and we're wearing these clothes and we're wearing these dresses that are not really friendly. You know what I mean? So this is perhaps you will be grateful. Our way of showing great gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after the month of Ramadan is by proclaiming his greatness, not doing the opposite. So please, 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 when it comes to Ramadan, and don't, don't, chuck, don't waste everything. Don't waste everything on the day of Eid. And then the final ayah quickly, because I have to go, subhanAllah. When my, I actually um, told my halaqa girls that this, because we have it fortnightly and we had it last week. So this week we weren't really supposed to have a halaqa, but I told them that I'll do something for Ramadan and I'm not able to meet with them because uh, subhanAllah taraweeh starts uh, tonight. And so I'm going to, um, this main, my main head of, head of the podcast, sneaky plug, my main purpose and head of for this podcast was to give it to my halaqa girls because I told them about, um, I'll, I'll do something for the month of Ramadan, but by extension for all of you as well. And so for the final ayah, when my servants ask you, O Prophet, about me, I am truly near. I respond to one's prayer when they call upon me. So let them respond with obedience to me and believe in me. Perhaps they will be guided to the right way. Allahu Akbar, this ayah is so beautiful. Oh, I wish I could like say it beautifully in Arabic, but it's butchered at the moment. But when my servants, and we talked about this, when my servants ask about you, O Prophet, about me, I am truly near. So straight away, it's like someone's coming to the Prophet, asking the Prophet about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and Allah's the one intervening, saying, I am near. Straight away, cutting out the middleman of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You, you just ask about Allah and he is there. And he says, I am truly near. Not just near, I am truly near. And I respond to one's prayer when they call upon me. Anyone, anyone, anyone that calls up to Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, I respond to one's prayer when they call upon me. So if you believe in the Quran and if you believe it's all the words of Allah and you believe that all the words of Allah is truthful and promiseful, then know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, I respond to one's prayer when they call upon me. So let them respond with obedience to me and believe in me. You call to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you ask Allah for guidance, you ask Allah for help, respond, respond in obedience. You, you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help you stay away from something, you actively have to try and stay away from it as well. You ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, to bring you closer to something, to help you implement something, you have to actively put that effort in. And perhaps they will be guided to the right way. Guys, that's what that's what we want. That's what we want. We want guidance in this month as much as we can. So that's me just briefly touching upon the eyes because, you know, if we're talking about Ramadan, if we're talking about fasting, go straight to the source, man. The Quran is literally telling us what's for what. So taqwa, so fasting is for taqwa, Ramadan, and, and Ramadan is the month of Quran, as, as well as so many other things. But fasting is just an aspect of Ramadan. Don't make fasting. When you think of Ramadan, you ask a kid, what's Ramadan? Oh, it's a month where we fast. La! Change the narrative. It's not. Fasting is just a part of the month of Ramadan. Ramadan is the month of Quran where we fast and we attain taqwa and we try and change bad habits and we try and gain the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We try and get closer to him. It's so much more than just fasting. So fasting is not Ramadan. Fasting is a part of Ramadan. Khalas, that's it. And as I said, the worst people to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can become the best. The worst, I don't know, I'm thinking drug dealer. The drug dealer, if that drug dealer decides to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right now, this this is the month for it. Eleven months, eleven months of the year, your soul is craving for this. Give it to, give it to yourself this month. Love yourself enough to care about your akhirah so deeply this month, please. And and remember that that actions are judged by intentions. Two people could be fasting, but one is one is one's reward is so much greater. And focus on the spiritual aspect of this month as well. We always talk about the 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 late nights in prayer and the fasting and all that kind of stuff. But something that we forget in if we have forgotten is forgiving, forgiving in our heart. You know what, subhanAllah, there's this hadith where 
the Prophet وسلم, was sitting, I'm paraphrasing, this, he was sitting in the masjid and, and he said to his companions that this person that's going to walk in the door, I can't remember the name, is, is uh, what was it? This man that's going to walk through the door right now, he's a man of Jannah. I think he's a man of Jannah or he has a house in Jannah or he's most beloved to Allah. But something great, something really, really great. And the man walked in and then the companion saw him. And then the Prophet ﷺ said this a second time and a third time. And so one of the companions, he was really, really eager. He's like, what's so special about this guy? Like, what does he do? So he went to his house and he was hosted by this man of Jannah, quote unquote. Um, and he, he he studied him. He spied on him for like three days because back then when you wanted to go to someone's house, they would host you for three days. And he looked at his life and he didn't do any extra prayers. He didn't do any extra fasting. He didn't engage in dhikr as much as he thought he would. And then by the end of the third day, the man was like to him, Rasulullah So he said that you are one of the men's of gender, but I've been studying you and I've been looking at you. There's nothing that extravagant that you do. And then the man said to me, he was like, I don't do much any, um, like, I don't do like anything extra. But one thing that I can think of that I do is that every single night I go to bed, I forgive everyone and I don't hold a grudge in my heart. It's like, subhanAllah, this is one, this is one of the the, the characteristics that, 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 that made this man go to, he didn't do those extra fasts and that extra praise. Not that, you know, you shouldn't, but is, this, this forgiving people and, and, and going to sleep with a clean heart is such, such, such a powerful thing and such a beautiful act of ibadah. If you want the, Allah's mercy and Allah's forgiveness in this month, have mercy and forgive the people. I know it's hard. You literally have to squish your ego, but but have that forgiveness to the people around you. Just give a call and wallahi, you, you'll, taste, you'll taste the blessing of this month. So if you have any grudges, if you have any ill feelings towards, just let them go. Forgive them for the sake of Allah because you want to attain Allah's forgive, forgiveness. You know what, subhanAllah, when uh, Aisha radiallahu anh was slandered, People spread rumors that she slept around and um, not she slept around, stuff, but that, that she did so-and-so with this man. Abu Bakr radiallahu and his own cousin was engaged in this slander. And subhanAllah, when this when this man he migrated to from Mecca to Medina, he didn't have anything. His source of income was Abu Bakr. And uh, what's it called? Abu Bakr, he got really upset that the fact that his own cousin, it was his cousin or uncle, was 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 engaging in this slander about his own daughter. Imagine, like imagine how big and how bad of something this is. This is the, yes, his, it's his daughter and he loves his daughter so much, but this is the Prophet Sallallahu life and his wife. So he loves the Prophet Sallallahu more than anyone. And so for Islam to be spread about his Prophet, the Prophet Sallallahu wife and family, but and his own daughter at the same time is something big. And so he, radiallahu and he decided to stop giving that man money. And then an ayah came down. I can't remember exactly, but it was about, you know, you want the forgiveness of Allah, so forgive the others on earth. And not only did Abu Bakr radiallahu and forgive him, but he still continued to give this man his like the, the his monthly money. And it's like subhanAllah, where <laughs> nothing anyone has done on this earth can be worse than that. And when you forgive people, that doesn't mean you forgive people who've abused you and stuff and you just let them in, in your life again, let them walk around. No, forgive and keep your distance. Be wise about it. And so that's just be forgiven. You want the mercy and the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, have mercy. Uh, there's a hadith if, uh, where the Prophet says, if you want mercy um, of the from the heavens, have mercy um, on the people on, on this earth. So have mercy and be forgiving to the people. Be kind to the people if you want Allah's kindness and, and, and forgiveness and mercy. And remember, guys, like when you're when you're what's it called? The Prophet ﷺ said that there will be some people who fast and 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 uh, in the month of Ramadan, there were some people that fast and they pray, pray, pray night like all night, and in the end, all that's left for them is hunger and sleepless nights. So you've fasted and you've prayed, but because of your other sayyah and your and your bad deeds, you're literally and your poor intention, you're you're literally an empty, an empty bucket. When you're fasting, just remember that. SubhanAllah, there's this ayah where it talks about on the day of judgment when someone goes to goes to see their deeds and they all scatter away from him. Don't be the person that ends this month with only hunger. And don't be the person that ends this month with only with sleepless nights. 
try and aim to 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 just rejuvenate your soul this month and have an intention with 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 your fast and and with your ibadah. Do it all for the sake of Allah and make sure that you're you're protecting yourself and you're stopping the sins of the eyes and the sins of the tongue and the sins of the body as well. Stop yourself from looking at haram things. Stop your tongue from speaking haram things and stop your body from wearing and going to haram things. The gates of Jannah are open, the gates of hell are closed, and the shaitans are locked. So it's literally you versus you. You have to discipline yourself this month. Like shaitan is locked away, guys. This is just you versus you right now. And another beautiful, 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 beautiful thing to engage in is dhikr. And um, what's it called? The Prophet wasallam. there was a companion that went to him and he was like, Ya Rasulullah, like I'm engaging uh, all these obligations. They're, they're, they're hard upon me. Give me something to help me. And the Prophet wasallam told him to make an abundance of dhikr. So dhikr is something that we should do so much this Ramadan. Our phone is literally a dhikr killer. Put it away. Try and be off it as much as you can, especially social media. I recommend every single one of you to delete social media. I recommend every single one of you to delete social media. Unfollow, unfollow all the filth. Unfollow me if I'm too distracting. Unfollow all these bad things on Instagram. D cleanse yourself. If you can't delete it, unfollow people and cleanse your social media. If you can't, if you can't do that, like at least put a screen time on it. Your Quran time and your ibadah time should be more than your screen time this month of Ramadan. If you can't do that, you're not you're not priori prioritizing this month enough. And guys, just remember, like one dua in this month, one sincere dua in this month could change your whole life. The Prophet said that. Um, the dua of a fasting person is always accepted. One of the three duas is, uh, is is the dua of a fasting person. It's always accepted. Make dua in your sajda. Learn this month. Have your seclusion time. This month, just just have like literally a time in every single day where you are. You're, even if you want to put your Quran and your phone and everything away, where you're just sitting down and secluded with yourself and with Allah. Practice that this month. This is something that, that is life-changing and that you need to, you need to, you need to, you need to learn how to do. So what's it called? Have that seclusion with like one with yourself and with nothing and another one with your Quran, with your dua, with your salah. Take that time for yourself. I know I know it's really, really, really encouraging to go to the masjid and to engage in tarawih and blah, 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 blah. blah. But I don't know, me personally, I felt like that I, I was very, very rushed and, and engaged in that last month of Ramadan. I didn't have my alone, my seclusion time. So make sure you have that with yourself and give yourself your due right. Give give your body your due right and also strive and sacrifice, but do it in a, in a, in a, in a way that you know is best for you and that's something that you can, that you can keep up with and remember just one dua make dua in sajda learn how to say stay in sajda even if it's awkward at first but like even if you're like ya Allah like I don't know what I'm doing here but apparently this girl on a podcast ow sorry this girl on a podcast told me to stay down here and make sajda and talk to you so here I am talking to you ya Allah help me in this ya Allah guide me in this ya Allah I'm trying to stay just talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make dua in sajda make dua after your salah and just make an abundance of it just learn literally say your salah time is five minutes make dua for ten minutes Learn how to engage in du'a and just practice yourself this month. It might be awkward, it might be weird at first, but honestly, just try it this month. And please, 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 please be sincere in everything. And remember that tawheed of la ilaha illallah in everything. Remember, you're trying to attain taqwa throughout your fasting. And that's going to that's gonna implement and, and integrate into all aspects of your life. This month is a training ground. It's a month of Quran. And please, please, please don't put your haram on pause. Don't put your haram on pause for this month. Don't like Yes, we're going to try and stay away as much as we can in this month. But make that intention. You're trying to stay away. You're trying to cut off this man. You're trying to cut off this haram relationship this month. Don't do it with the intention that khalas, that's it. I'm cutting it off and I'm leaving it for this. I'm leaving it up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't be like, okay, I'm going to stop music for this month and then replay. 
we're going to try and stay away from as much sin as we can. This month, you're going to try as much as you can, but make the intention that you're staying away from this for life. Khalas, that's it. Ya Allah, I want this sin gone. I'm going to stay away from it for this month. I'm going to stay away from music from this month, but I don't want to, and I don't plan to start again after, after I'm using music as one example, but I don't plan to uh, um, play it after the month of Ramadan. But don't, don't have, sorry, don't walk into the month of Ramadan with that intention of, Okay, I'm just going to stop this this month of Ramadan. I'm going to stop talking to this person uh, this month. And I'm going to stop, stop wearing this thing in this month. But after Ramadan, I'll, I'll change it again. Please, please, please don't put your haram on pause. Don't put your haram on pause, please. As hard as it is, just make the intention that you're going to try and stay away from it outside of the month of Ramadan. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help you. But you have to do the part. You have to make that dua. You have to make that intention. You have to take those steps. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will help you. We have the king of all kings ready to answer our du'as. He says, I am near and I answer the, 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 call, the call of the caller. He is ready to answer to you. He is ready to forgive you. He is ready to guide you. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. Wallahi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you so much. Otherwise, you wouldn't be living to see another month of Ramadan. Otherwise, you wouldn't be living and breathing as a Muslim. You still have Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you so much. Ask him for help. Ask him for guidance. And engage and engage and try and make dua for righteous companions and, and have people to help you in this month as well. And just quickly, I'm sorry, this is really rushed because I have to go to Taraweeh. Um, but just quickly for my sisters on your menses, do not think that there is nothing that you can do. As I said in my in my, in my my last podcast episode, me being on my menses in the last 10 days of Ramadan, not last year, but the year before, is the reason how I changed everything. I learned, I, like, I, I started reading Quran off YouTube for the first time because I went on my menses. So this, it's it's not a punishment, it's a blessing. And and there's so much that you can do. You, you're, you're not able to pray, just make dua. Make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Listen to the Quran off your phone you're still able to engage with the quran and, and to reflect upon the quran you can still read it off your phone you can still read it on on youtube so still engage the amount of quran that you are engaging with outside of your menses continue that if anything stronger and you can still make dhikr every single seven every single second inside and outside of your menses and it's just constantly 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 astaghfirullah subhanallah la ilaha illallah send salawat upon the prophet you can do all of this stuff still and when you're not fasting guys engage uh, inside and i didn't talk about charity but please 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 wallahi 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 there are brothers and sisters out there who do not have anything to break their fast with ramadan is the month of fasting for us it's the month of feasting and for them it's the month of starving please 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 dig deep into your pockets and don't Donate something every single day. Every single day. Set five minutes apart. Okay, I'm going to go on here. Even if it's just a dollar, make that intention and go and donate. Go and donate to, to um, our brothers and sisters around the world. Engage, engage in sadaqah. Please, please, please engage in sadaqah. The Prophet used to give so much sadaqah in the month of Ramadan. So for my sisters, you can still make dhikr. You can still make so much dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You can still engage in charity. You can you can help around in the house or you can help and you can donate iftars. And you get the, the Prophet sallallahu said, whoever provides a meal for the person breaking their fast gets the same reward as the fasting person without any reward decreasing from the fasting person. So please, please, please provide iftars for people. Provide emergency care. This month, just, just be generous. And heads up, cancel your gym memberships this month. Honestly, like me personally, I can't do it. I, I try, Every single year I say that I'm going to keep my gym membership. But like that's almost like $100 that I'm going to put on pause and just donate that away. Literally look at different aspects of your life and where you're, where you're saving and sacrifice and do everything in your means. For example, if you spend $5 on a coffee every day, give that $5 to charity nowadays. And watch your, watch your, wealth, be, watch your wealth be blessed. And so please, please, please don't put your haram on pause. And my sisters, you can do so much. You're not being like, I used to look at it as a punishment, but wallahi, it was the biggest blessing. It was the biggest blessing that changed my life, me getting my menses. 
And so you can still engage with the Quran. You can still make dua. You can still make an abundance of dhikr. You can still give in sadaqah. You can do so much. And and the, the acts of ibadah, guys, please, please, please focus on, on your intention and on the internal and then focus on the physical. Because if your internal is wrong, as I said, the physical, two people could be fasting, but one 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 of them is, is going to Jahannam for it and one of them is going to Jahannam because of the intention and because of what you want to do with it. I apologize for this being so rushed, but inshallah, it was of benefit. I just wanted to get this out and really, 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 guys, please, 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 even if you're not super keen and you're not super excited for this month, because there are some people, there are, there are some of us out there that are like that. Just focus on your fard, perfect that. Focus on your salah, focus on your fasting, focus on your internal, focus on purifying your heart and focus on the Quran. Make the Quran your best friend this month. Please, please, please make the Quran the best friend this month. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to, to be of the people he handpicks out of Jahannam and puts into Jannah this month. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to become his close, his, his close beloved servants this month. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow this month to transform us in every single way that we need. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow this month to be the month where, where our hearts are rejuvenated. We are craving this 11 months of the year. Let this month be the month where we just we just come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you all. I love you all for the sake of Allah. I, I really, really hope this was a benefit. Once again, I apologize for, for the rushiness. And inshallah, I'll um, put some posts up with sharing the hadiths that I talked about and elaborating on that. Please share this around so someone else can benefit as well. And, and I really would love to hear your reflections or some things that that, that, that you implemented last, last Ramadan or some dua that you made last Ramadan and that you saw this Ramadan. Make a list of duas this Ramadan about the stuff you're going to do, you're going to make dua for and look back on it next year and watch watch how many of those duas have been accepted without you even knowing. I really, really hope this was a benefit and I really, 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 really hope that this this Ramadan is going to be the Ram Ramadan where our hearts are just rejuvenated and we instill habits that are going to keep us going outside of the month of Ramadan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa